Shout to the Lord, all the earth let us sing, power and majesty, praise to the King. This song does indeed remind us that today um, Christ reigns, that today in the calendar life of the Christian church um, is Christ the King Sunday. It's the day that we gather together and we proclaim that Christ reigns. It's the last Sunday in the Christian calendar. It's a Sunday to remind us, um, to point us toward Christ's reign, the cosmic Christ, if you will. Next Sunday, we move into Advent. We begin a new year in the Christian calendar, and we begin again at the beginning. We begin again to use the story of Christ to shape our days, our time, our seasons, our worship. The Christian calendar is the way that uh, we mark our story. I know the Christian year is not something um, we all really hold in our days. I mean, of course, we've got the big dates marked on our calendar, Christmas and Easter. We remember the seasons when we're in them, um, Advent, although Advent might as well be Christmas, um, Lent. But how many of you this last week were like, oh, I can't wait to get to church for Christ the King Sunday? <laughs> Anyone remember? You may not have remembered, um, but you're here. Whether you knew it was Reign of Christ Sunday or not, what the Christian calendar does, what the days, the seasons, the celebrations, they continually point us to Jesus. They continually invite us to reflect on who Jesus is. Because if we get Jesus wrong, we get God wrong. If we get Jesus wrong, we, we kind of get it all wrong. So on this day, the last day of the Christian year, as we point to the Christ who reigns, what we ask is this. What does it mean to speak of the Christ who reigns? You know, one of the most powerful statements proclaimed each week around the world as Christians gather to worship is this, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I don't really know that we know what we are praying for, what we're asking for when we release these words in prayer each week. I don't really know um, if we would want to do the work, uh, make the necessary sacrifices for this to be a reality? What does it mean to speak of the Christ who reigns? It means God's kingdom has indeed been birthed and begun among us in and through Christ. It's here, and we are the ones who either choose to live into it or not. Choose to live under the reign of Christ or not. And it's more than just being a nice, good person. I'm the upside down kingdom of God. It's challenging. It's hard. It doesn't look or feel quite right. Um, it doesn't always seem to make sense. And you know, it's hard sometimes. Um, it's hard to really find those connections that help us see how scandalous the kingdom of God is.
differences. I mean, sure, we hear that the first shall be last and the last shall be first. We hear love your neighbor as yourself. We hear take up your cross and follow me. And we almost hear this so much that maybe we get numb to it or we can't find tangible ways to think about how that looks and feels. But something happened this past week, um, and bear with me, maybe a little stretch for you, but in my mind it made sense. Something happened this past week that while it may not be the image that will speak to everyone and make everyone get it, it is a reality for some. Maybe it'll hit home and feel a little different. I'm sure you heard about the Taylor Swift concert pre-sale event. Yes? Many of you? Okay. If not, well, Taylor Swift announced a new tour, released the dates, and step one was to create an account so that you could get verified as a fan, listing the dates of the tour you wanted. Then you would receive an email that you got verified. Then you would wait for another email to see if you were chosen to receive a code to go online at a certain time to apparently fight all day with the computer to possibly get in line to maybe get a ticket. Lots of people succeeded. Lots of people didn't. Some people didn't even get to fight with the computer. We just got waitlisted at the beginning. Then they announced that there would be no public sale to the general public. The upside down kingdom under Christ's rule, well, it wouldn't be that just everyone gets to go see Taylor Swift, as you might think. I think it's a little deeper than that because the work of Christ is about redeeming and reconciling. So maybe it's more like this. Those who got those best seats, or maybe just any seat, those who waited in line, worked so hard, fought with the computer all day, did all the steps and emails and the codes, you give that ticket away to someone. No concert, no great selfie to post on social media to say that you were one of the ones but you give that away to someone. Someone maybe you don't even know. And someone that maybe even doesn't like Taylor Swift. <clears throat> now do I think Jesus wants everyone who bought a Taylor Swift ticket to go give it away and that somehow this will be part of God's great kingdom work in the world? No. But I do think that feeling that feeling of hard sacrifice, of letting go to someone you don't know who may not even like Taylor Swift, of practicing grace, offering love, undeserved, unmerited love, that this is what it feels like to live under the reign of Christ. And, and maybe it isn't always supposed to be a good feeling, but a feeling that challenges us holds us accountable, a feeling that reminds us constantly that we are part of something bigger than ourselves. It's a feeling we should be holding when we lift those powerful words, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Paul knew that feeling. 
Paul's life of ministry was one of sacrifice and grace. It was also a life of great joy because Paul himself let go and just leaned in to Christ. Paul knew how challenging and how high the calling, the life of a disciple. May you be made strong, he says, with all the strength that comes from his glorious power. And may you be prepared to endure everything with patience while joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. Paul knew how challenging and how high a calling the life of a disciple. But he also knew that because of what God has done in Christ, that all things were possible. He's rescued us, he says, from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin. What does it mean to speak of Christ who reigns? It means we are part of the coming kingdom of God. And our efforts, well, they are worthwhile. It may be challenging. It may require hard things. It may not look or feel quite right. It may not make a bit of sense to the world around us. But we are indeed part of the divine transformation of the world. This is what it means to speak of a Christ who reigns. Now, you know, thy kingdom come are not the only powerful, powerful words we as a people of faith speak. Each and every time we celebrate a baptism, each and every time we remember our baptism, we once again speak into the world powerful words. We release them among us. Do you reject the evil powers of this world, we are asked, and we respond, yes. Reverend Mandy Sloan McDowell, she says it this way, the evil powers of this world lead us to presume our own selves have more value than anyone else. The evil powers of this world convince us we are more important than our neighbor, more important than God, the evil powers of this world compel us to believe our own desires trump love, peace, and justice. It's evil that nudges the insecure. Your security will come from dominance, it says. It's evil that nags at the weak. The best thing for you to do is threaten one another. It's evil that whispers in the ears of the lost, you will never be better or more than you are. But we as a church, she says, have something powerful to say to this evil. We believe something powerful about our baptisms. Reverend McDowell says that um, we ask parents of tiny babies an absurd question when they present their beautiful children for baptism. On behalf of the whole church, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? The parents respond, I do. Maybe because they know we won't go any further if they don't. But I don't think it's that simplistic. 
parents of babies, adults being baptized, our compromands in a couple of months, they're asked what may be an absurd question. On behalf of the whole church, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? Do you accept the freedom and the power that God gives you to resist evil and justice and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? And we respond, we do. What a radical thing baptism is, McDowell says. This is no pleasant photo op. This is a big, big deal. What does it mean to speak of the Christ who reigns? What if it means in remembering our baptisms, we remember that because of Christ, we ourselves possess the power to reject evil in this world in all its forms in which it presents itself. What if the reign of Christ means that in remembering our baptisms, we remember that because of Christ, we have the power to fight each and every manifestation of wickedness. What does it mean to speak of the Christ who reigns? It means that God in Christ has granted us the power, the dignity, the ability to stand up for what is good, to serve as good stewards in our creation, to love our neighbors. What does it mean to speak of the Christ who reigns? It means Christ is both our creator and redeemer of this world. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers, all things have been created through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For in him the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And through him God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of his cross. Shout to the Lord, all the earth let us sing. Power and majesty, praise to the King. Amen.